Hello, this is Chris. Chris McLennan. Hey. This is Jay Michaels. How are you? If I'm on the line, you're on the air. I am, uh, you know how people say live in the dream? Well, yeah. well, now that dream's a nightmare. Uh, uh, how are you? How's everything with you in Arizona? Everything is pretty interesting because we are officially on lockdown, according to our governor, and only essential companies can open, which I consider Sun Studios, you know, an essential company because we are a media company. So I have to be in here today and for the rest of the week. But, you know, uh -huh. we are not doing any any shows or productions or projects um, because of this lockdown. Well, filming has stopped as well, yes? Yes, everything oh has stopped. Yeah. See, it's so funny. I thought I was going to be calling you and you'd be at home. But, yes, you're right. Of course, you're a media company, so you are still there. We are here, and we are, so we're doing things that, you know, we wouldn't normally have time for. So we're cleaning out our cage, we're sterilizing the place, and um, catching up on all of our paperwork that needs done. We're getting windows tinted, and so little things like that that we're getting done, um, just so that when we do reopen, we'll be ready for, hopefully, a barrage of companies coming in and wanting to use our studios. That would be wonderful. That would truly be wonderful. Um, yeah. uh, there's a piece of me that says, yet yeah, that's going to happen. A lot of people I've been speaking to have been saying that, okay, this is, this is terrible, but when, when this is all over, people are going to be running for the, for the theaters, for the studios, for the, for the cameras, for the stage, for everything else. And, and Absolutely. Right. Yeah. Yep. What's the climate over there? And I don't mean the temperature in, uh, in Arizona. Now that you're on lockdown, how does it, uh, what's going on out there? Well, it's just, it's really strange. I mean, it's still, there's still panic buying. Even though the stores are pretty much stocked, uh, people are still running in there and all of the paper aisles are empty. All of the cleaning aisles, for some reason, are empty. I had a, a little adventure last week trying to find yeast because I decided I wanted to bake bread. And then I realized, and I was reading somewhere, that baking bread has become like the new viral thing to do in your kitchen. Oh. But it was only because I had an urge for it, and but I couldn't find yeast anywhere. And luckily, somebody had contacted me and told me that they had bought extra yeast and that she'd have her husband deliver it to me. So I was like, all right. Did you ever think you'd be saying, damn, I wanted to bake my cake and I can't find my yeast? Right. <laughs> the last time I think I baked bread from scratch was probably 30 years ago, maybe. <laughs> Yeah, probably at least 30 years ago. So I just, it's just a, a weird thing that, yes, we are in this situation, um, and you start thinking of, like, primal things, like baking bread, making fires, <laughs> and just trying to, like, uh, not die is pretty much it. It's very scary because, I mean, there's a lot of people that I know now that are either sick or dead. So Oh, my gosh, do you really? Yes. And so it's really strange. It's very, very strange. I'm so sorry and of to hear course, that. my mom, my mom is in a memory care home, uh, and it's been on lockdown for two weeks. Now, I haven't seen my mother in almost three weeks. Oh. Yesterday was her birthday, and so we had to call her, and, you know, I had them deliver uh, fruits and stuff to her. But it was weird because we haven't seen her in three weeks. She's got Alzheimer's, so I'm hoping that when this is all over that she knows who we are when we finally do see her. Do you think the stress of this is going to, to weigh heavy on her? She doesn't know what's going on. She thinks it's all awesome. Because, you know, in her mind, her not seeing me was five minutes ago. 
no, three weeks ago. Did I'm just hoping that she still remembers. You know, I, I call her every other day just to just to try to you know keep her mind biz, busy. But you know, I'm sure that the people that work there are probably freaking out because they're stuck there. Oh yeah, of course. And and situations in in all forms of of care facilities. Uh, yeah. Wow. It's, it, it's not it's not easy for them. It's very challenging for them, and I give them all a lot of credit for all of the work that they're doing. <laughs> my, my, I just wish I had more help. Is all. My my mother also has memory issues, and and uh, she, she also you know there's a bliss to it in some way because because to her this is a momentary inconvenience. Uh, so Does she know what's going on? She knows what's going on, but it's like uh, when I say it's been three weeks, and it's really is that right? Oh, so wow. so the, you know as as terrible as we say it is, there's this there's somewhat of a bliss. They're they're not mentally suffering. Uh, but, but I agree. I agree because she was telling me, "Yeah, I'm sitting here watching TV. I'm having a great time." <laughs> like, oh, good. What's on TV that isn't on the news? <laughs> so it's just interesting. Her perception and my perception—two different things entirely. Um, you know, I'm worried. She's not, which is great. What are you worried about? You're a very bright person. You are an immensely efficient person, and and. <laughs> And so organized, and all things like that, and and so I wonder, people, people like you who, who who have their finger on the pulse of things, what are your worries? What what are you doing to, to compensate all of this? Well, so my only major worry is that our unfortunately we've got really bad leadership in our government right now who are not helping at all. And I, I was I was like shocked yesterday to see that he had a, the, their press conference where they do their ter- coronavirus task force thing mm-hmm. was all nothing more than a big old infomercial for all the companies that he's friends with. And it just irritates me that so many things that they could be doing and they're not. And all of the all of these states, especially the big ones, your state is like the epicenter of everything that's bad. Yes, um, it is. And they're not getting any help whatsoever from the feds, and they should really nationalize all of their uh, assistance to get everything out there, but they're not doing it. And that worries me because that is going to be the death of hundreds of thousands of people, and he so thinks it's perfectly fine. That worries me. Th- th- there seems to be a commercial aspect to this that's that's starting to rear its ugly head, and, and I'm hoping... Yeah. Uh, other people see it. I'm, I'm, I'm not surprised, but impressed that uh, that you've astutely seen it. Uh, what, what, what are you well, doing? What are you doing now to like, like? Uh, uh, it's one thing to keep busy, but how, how, do, how are you keeping busy mentally? Well, all this? Uh, originally we were doing things like uh, we were setting up. We had uh, a show that we did here. Of course, all the shows were canceled, but uh, and. Then, we were going to be involved in the Arizona Pride Parade. We were right. going to be, you know, in the parade and part of it because our Rocky Horror cast that we just got are just amazing people. And so we were going to be in the parade, of course. The parade canceled. But they said, we're going to do a virtual parade. So we'd like you guys to live stream something. And I was like, great. We'll live stream highlights from the Rocky Horror picture show that we had, you know, last month. Right. Uh, so we had the cast were coming here a couple of days. They were practicing and rehearsing. They got a couple of new people and they were really, really getting involved in it. And then all of a sudden, yesterday, uh, the governor said, no, total lockdown, can't do anything. 
So we can't have them here in the studios. We can't have them do anything. So the only way they would possibly be able to do something like this is if each of them did something from their homes, live streamed, which is impossible. That was what was keeping me busy up until yesterday, you know, this putting this together because it would have been so cool to have my cast doing a virtual live stream of our show that we do here to really push them out to the to the world. And um, so yesterday that kind of like bummed me out. But at the same time, you know, I'm still uh, writing emails to my clients, letting them know that we're still here, letting them know that we'll be ready when it's all over for them to come back. And and uh, I'm still planning on my Phoenix Con in October, um, which is... I'm hopefully going to be big and I'm, I'm bringing out that uh, the guy from Goblin and he's going to do a uh, live performance to the silent film Nosferatu oh so cool oh my god that's great so Maurice Bazzini he's just awesome awesome and um, we are hoping I, we were hoping to get him out in June and I'm still maybe planning on bringing him out in June to do the same thing, but to the movie Dante's Inferno, which also another fantastic silent film. Oh, oh that sounds gorgeous. That sounds if really I can get him out here, but I think the guy lives in Canada. From what I hear, that the borders of Canada are closed, so they're not really allowed to come here, so we'll have to see if it, if it eases up in, like, May or whatever. If it eases up in May, then I'll definitely bring him out here for June. But if not, then he's definitely our, our guest for October. He'll be our main feature for the Friday night performance. It will be him uh, performing live music soundtrack to uh, Nosferatu, which is awesome. That's gorgeous, and and that convention should definitely happen. So many have been so many conventions have closed down already, so so fear con well, they, needs a lot to of them happen. Yeah, a lot yeah. of them have moved. Thankfully, nobody has moved into my time slot, so we're <laughs> not really competing with anyone. But I mean, even Pride, they've moved down to the, you know, uh, November. Another few, okay, okay. a few other, like Fan Fusion, moved down to uh, September. They were supposed to be here this this past week. And so they've moved their event to late September, which has irritated a bunch of other conventioneers who have their conventions on those same dates. And of course, Fan Fusion takes a lot of other people's business because mm-hmm. all the fans want to go there. Sure, sure. Uh, it, it sounds like it's going to be an absolute Mardi Gras. When this, uh, when this all ends, it's like every convention will now happen, every show will reopen, uh, it, 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 where the world will be busy. I think so, but I, I also really sincerely hope that people learn from this after everything opens back up to give local businesses and local companies more business than they have in the past rather than go to the big box chains give these local businesses uh, their attention that they need because a lot of these companies a lot of these local businesses are, are closing down permanently oh, because sure. of this and so if they if, if we all like yeah let's have a big party let's do it at the restaurant down the street from us let's, let's do it at uh, Sun Studios it's right here in town you know let's have a, a big event uh, I think we should have uh, everyone notice that the local businesses need them way more than the big box companies do. You're so smart. And, of course, this, this conversation began with you wanting to bake bread. So it's it's coming into this in a perfect way. Uh, I, I, I speak to so many indie artists, and, and the big hope is that people are going to understand uh, the craftsmanship again, that... It's not just about the the big bucks. It's not just about the big commercial thing. It's taking care of, of, and I hate the expression of the little guy, but you know what I mean. 
do, do you think enough people, now you're saying hope, you're, you're, you're brilliant, like I say, are, are, do, do you think there's going to be people, you think we'll have enough people in the world to say, you know what, I got to remember the delivery guy, I got to remember that small store, I got to remember that little show, because, I because think they, will. They, they suffered even more. They did, and the, and the, the good thing, there's, a, there's good and there's bad about social media. The bad thing is, of course, everyone's complaining and whining and showing you horrible pictures. Oh, but then the good thing is that you see, like today, I saw a post of a guy who is a newspaper delivery man who called all his customers from the grocery store. Hey, I'm at the grocery store, and I'll be delivering your paper later today. Is there anything I can bring you from the grocery store? This is the kind of stuff, when you see that, it gives you a really good feeling inside that, yes, every, there's a lot of bad things going on, but there are still many, many good people who have a good heart, who do think about themselves and their neighbors and their family and their friends, and will, and will be there for them. If they're there for them at this crisis time, then you know they're going to be there for everybody when it's all over. Everyone should have a good heart and a great brain like you do. Uh, you do. That's a wonderful thing to say. I wouldn't talk to you if you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's one. Okay, um, I'll work you on others. You are out there touting everything that there is to, for people to hear about all kinds of entertainment that we normally wouldn't have access to. Uh, and you're out there doing it. You're screaming it from the top of the roof of your house. Uh, I'm uh, sure. Uh, in, in some cases, yes, I am. And that really pisses off my neighbors. But what are you going to do? Oh. <laughs> But yeah, it's just, it's important that everybody stays focused on that, that little bit of uh, encouragement that they have, that we are all in this together. And I know that it's really an old saying, and everyone says it all the time, but it's the truth. But it's real. We're all in this together, we all have to help each other, and in the end, when it's all over, we can't forget where we came from, and who helped us first. <laughs> I, I, what, why should I comment to that? Because that's perfect. That's exactly right. That's exactly you right. Just, you can just agree. You uh, can agree. Okay, <laughs> I agree. Uh, uh, Chris, because of how I know you, I'm, I'm asking this question. I ask this of a lot of, uh, of, of, a lot of filmmakers within the genre. Uh, okay. So while this is happening, uh, did any point, did you just in your brain suddenly go, wait a minute, I think I'm in the middle of a horror movie. Oh my gosh, yes. From the minute it started, I was like, my God, is this is this what the apocalypse is going to look like? Is this what, and how are we going to behave about this? And I noticed also very, very much uh, things for sale on the internet. Uh, how You know how they have the little prep bags that they get? You find them rarely, but you would find these prepper bags for people that were uh, uh, doomsday preppers. They're all over the place now. These little backpacks that they're selling for people who are prepping. And, and all I can think of is, this is just like, I want to say The Walking Dead or anything else yep. like that. We just saw one the other day called The Dead Don't Die. And I know it was like a parody, but it was just seriously... The way these people were so deadpan about this happening, it was just, yeah, they, it was like, yeah, this is happening, and we're in the middle of it, and we are in the middle of this, I don't want to say shit, but I am going to say it, we're in the middle of this, and everyone is uh, wondering, how did this happen, how did we get here, and it is just like a horror movie. Yeah, yeah, it, I, I've spoken to many filmmakers, and it's been chilling, some of them, uh, some of them immensely astute, and they start quoting films, and they say, well, just like an outbreak, this has happened, and George Romero said this in this film, and we saw this in, in uh, Dawn of the Dead, and we saw this in The Walking Dead, and we're seeing all of this. 
it's it's yeah. pretty terrifying. It's pretty terrifying. It is. It's just, and you start, your mind starts going through, okay, well, if it gets worse than this, what can I do? And then it's just like, my mind is like, yep, got to find us a warehouse to go stay in. And it's kind of like maybe an old abandoned Costco. <laughs> You know, and, and we're, what are we going to do? And, and then the weapons. My sister bought a gun. Really? I, yeah. She sent me a picture. She bought a pink Walter PPK, a, a, like a handgun. And I was like, she says, well, you know, I, I live alone and this could get worse and it's crazy. And I'm not carrying it. I'm leaving it in the house. But at some point I may have to carry it. This is her mindset now. This is, she's always been very nonviolent. Is she um, in the film industry? No, not at all. She's in the uh, corporate housing industry. Well, then something from you must have rubbed off because she bought the pink <laughs> version of a James Bond gun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. And I was like, that's not, a, that's not a good gun. It doesn't have a little kitty on it. But, <laughs> but yeah, it's just, and, and, uh, and I started sending her pictures of, like, rifles with Hello Kitty on them. I was like, you, you're going to buy a pink gun. You may as well have yourself a nice rifle, too. Well, I, I think her plan was, since it's a pink gun, when she aims it at someone, while they're laughing hysterically, she's going to knock them out with the with the handle of the gun. Maybe. That would be fun. That, that would, would be fun. But I'm saying that you're, you're seeing people doing things they normally would not do. Right. And it could get to an extreme where they're going to do, like, seriously crazy stuff, you know? And, and this whole social distancing thing. I mean, we, my son's... Uh, boyfriend, his mom is being tested for coronavirus, so we've had to kind of like, he's like, oh, no, no, he's banned. He's banished. We can't come over. He can't do anything. So he hasn't seen his boyfriend in like two weeks. Mm. And he very simply said, oh, yeah, he's banished. Why? Because I can't take the chance that he's going to get you sick, mom. And I'm like, okay, well, I appreciate that, but we should really check on his mom to make sure she's okay. Yeah. Uh, well, well you're, you're, you're teaching him well. He's he's he cares about his family and he cares about your health. So that's uh, he does. He's a good he's a good guy. But I mean, it's just it's just for me, as I said, the the mindset of uh, of how people are. Everything is changing. Yeah. I'm just hoping it doesn't stay permanent. You know, it's like when this is all over, I hope we all go back to the same idiots that we were last time. I'm like, oh, let's have fun. Let's go out. Let's do this. Let's do that. But let's stay vigilant, no matter what. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to change your word, but agree with you. Uh, may we go back to the fun-loving people, but be careful. Let's stop being idiots, because I think being an exactly. idiot is, is why we're here. Fun-loving people, but let's not be idiots, and make sure that everybody votes in November. That's for me. Uh, and hopefully we'll get to November where we're able to vote. Uh, uh, we will. We, we must. It's, you know, the show must go on. We must do a lot of things. And that's, I know. That's definite. When, whenever, and I said, whenever it's always, over. we have been through this before, and we have been through this in many, many different ways. I mean, we went through 9-11. That was weird. We went through the swine flu, which how many thousands of people died from that. But it's just, we go through these moments in time, and it looks bad at the moment. But then as, as humans, as part of this planet, we all manage to get through it and move on. And I'm thinking that that's the same thing that's going to happen with this. It's, we will move on. It's interesting you say that. Uh, there's there's the, uh, the ancient parable about uh, King Solomon asking a magician <laughs> to give him a magic ring that will immediately change everyone's emotion. No matter what it is, he will, it will change their emotion. And, and the, the magician thought for a long time and then presented him with a ring with an inscription on it. And when King Solomon read it, he immediately 
understood. He showed it to someone else. They immediately understood. On it, it simply said, this too shall pass. This too shall pass. And, and so when you're miserable, you have to take that moment to say, okay, I, I just have to stay strong and, and continue with life until this passes. And, and then once it's over, then we can go back to the fun-loving, wonderful, hopefully vigilant people that we are. And then when we do that, yes, exactly right, and then we have to say, okay, our happy mood will pass again. So we mm -hmm. have to be strong, we have to be intelligent, the whole works. Exactly. Uh, and we have to vote in November. That's right. <laughs> and, and we all have to listen to you, because like I said, <laughs> there are smart people in the world, and then there's you. Uh, uh, uh -huh. Well, you know what? I just, I, I love what I do, and you know that. And I love the fact that I have the, like, the best film festival in my eyes in the world. And <laughs> being able to do that, and it's, it's not even considered work. Well, it is after it's over, and I feel like I got hit by a truck. But putting it all together and seeing the, the faces of people that come, that's just amazing to me. And it just makes my heart happy. And, and may you see those faces again, and may those movies scare the hell out of people again. Uh, and, and we got some really good ones for this year. Hopefully we'll be able to show them. I'm just seriously happy that we are so far down at, at the, towards the end of the year that it, that it shouldn't be a problem for right. it to be happening. So, right. And I would really like you to come. I definitely would love to. I would love oh, to be there. And, and, and it'll be like, you know, featuring Jay Michaels as a FearCon <laughs> host. <laughs> <laughs> See, there you go. Now you've played on my narcissism, so now I have to be there. So there you go. There you go. Um, yeah, we'll get that set up. Well, for sure, we'll would, get you set up. We'll get you down. Here. Excellent. Would love it. Would love to hang with you again and everybody there, and just have a blast. And and when yeah. we do, it means that what we're through now has passed. So exactly. let it happen soon. Chris, I, I hope so. Chris, thank you so much. It's always a pleasure to speak to you. Uh, the pleasure is all mine. Great sharing your insight, and I'm sorry to hear that Arizona is starting to look like New York, and 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 may may the your lockdown be brief, and may everything get back to normal and 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 fun and good times to occur. Well, I hope you guys stay safe, and I hope that your your uh, governor takes care of everything. I really appreciate all the work that he's doing to keep you guys safe, and I know that you guys are pretty amazing. overwhelmed, and yeah. your hospitals and everything are overwhelmed, but just bear down and, and stay with it, and you guys will be fine. New Yorkers are very resilient. Considering you were a New Yorker, yeah, you're speaking from experience. Exactly. Been there, done that. I, hear you. <laughs> I, know, I know how you guys are. Cool. So you take care, and we love you. Same and here. we hopefully will see you in October. And thank you so much for calling me. I appreciate it. My pleasure. Enjoy. Right. Feel good. Take care. Bye. Bye.